Welcome back to Sad in the City, episode six. This is actually the first episode we have recorded since we released the podcast officially because we banked a lot of them because Brianna and I are both type A, just, I don't even know the word. I was going to say frigid. I was going to say neurotic. A, neurotic is better. I was about to say frigid and I was like, mm, I feel like I'm only about to say this because I just watched 10 Things I Hate About You. And that feels like something they said in that movie. Yes. Uh, we're very neurotic type A bitches. Yeah. So we recorded like all five before we even put it out. Because we're like, we want to make sure that this is fine. Also, I had a lot going on. I filmed my second Netflix special. Yay! Uh, <laughs> which will be coming out uh, this year sometime. And uh, that was very exciting. And I, I was on my way here thinking like, did we record since I did the special we haven't right we haven't which no. was a few weeks ago now yeah. a lot has changed <laughs> film the special covid's a nightmare again super fun i had to reschedule my new york city shows which was really upsetting we literally just announced that and it was such a horrible time to do so because everybody was out for the holidays so we're trying to get new dates for these shows that can't happen the first weekend in january but nobody's at work so nobody's getting back to us understandably and it, it got to a point where we just had to announce it today which is the week of and i was getting all these messages from people going hey COVID's pretty bad are you maybe gonna reschedule these and i was like yeah we are just wait <laughs> um and obviously i'm really bummed i wanted to do this hour in new york city before the special came out but the special will be out by the time I do these shows at Town Hall and the Beacon, which are now going to be April 1st and 3rd. So it'll be a different hour. And I know some of the jokes that I'll be doing, but I also have to write. I have to write a lot right now, uh, which has been hard to do because COVID being bad, particularly in New York City right now, has made me nervous to go do shows at the clubs I would normally do because New York City clubs are so tight. They're underground a lot of the time. They're just really close together. And before I felt safer because it was like everyone needs to be vaccinated. You have to show proof of vaccination when you go in. But now we're finding out like if you're not boosted, it doesn't protect you as much. Right. So now it's like, well, are we making sure people who are coming in are boosted? And it's like, no, it's still just vaccinated. So it's hard to know what to do. It's hard to know if masking is enough or if you should just do one show a night because it's just as bad for you mentally to not work so you're like mentally i'm not doing well but i am i am physically healthy because i haven't gone anywhere to catch anything a few people on my team got covid uh found out they had it a few days after i filmed the special in boston and i miraculously did not get it i have no idea how i haven't gotten covid like zero idea um dustin didn't get COVID either which was nice but you have to act like you have it if you've been exposed and have been around somebody who definitely has it you just spend the next five to seven days testing yourself over and over being scared that you have it so you kind of lose a week of your life anyway to fear so it's just been kind of a mess i was really glad we got the special filmed i was really grateful we got that filmed because I cannot imagine having to do that like this month or next month, wondering if it's going to happen with cases being what they are. 
Uh, and that was that was a possibility for a little while because we were originally supposed to film it in Austin the first week of December. And then that couldn't happen because of COVID regulations. And then we were going to do it in November and then that didn't work. And then it eventually settled on Boston. And like, as we were filming it in Boston, December 17th, we were hearing that it was getting worse. And that was like kind of the weekend. Everything started to shift. But, you know, everyone, everyone at my taping was masked. The whole audience was masked. It's definitely a different energy having the entire audience masked it is weird to not be able to see people laughing it was not ideal for me uh as as a performer um i'll be honest but everybody was so great that came out i really appreciate anybody who came to those shows not just the ones we taped but the ones before that that week and then i had to go to raleigh the morning after i filmed my netflix special so i went to raleigh on like three hours of sleep took an hour nap and then did two shows in Raleigh, which were two of the weirdest shows I've done the entire tour. Brianna, you know, I've talked about it. I think I've been looking forward to going back to Raleigh. Yeah. Raleigh's weird. I don't know if I actually like Raleigh. <laughs> I thought I really liked it. I only knew something went down because of all the people apologizing yes. to you. Like in the comments, like, sorry about Ra- Raleigh. Sorry about that lady. It, it was so strange because... I mean, the first show was weird. There was like some yelling or whatever. And I don't think they played music or something. I I don't remember the first show exactly what happened, but the first show wasn't like perfect. But the room was really fun and the audience was great. I was very tired. I was losing my voice because I had done like a day in Colorado, a day in Missouri, a day and a half in New York, four days in Boston, and then I was in Raleigh. Mm. And I just was like, I can't talk anymore. Um I it it hurt to talk for like Jesus. a week. Yeah. And so I was pretty low energy, uh, looking forward to my break. And then the second show, there was well, first off, during Dustin's set, there was some guy, Dustin has a joke about he references owning a gun or something. Mm. He doesn't own a gun. He has a joke about guns. And some guy like walked up to the front of the stage, walked in front of the first row, like the length of the stage, and then just walked back, like did like a big square, just real weird during that joke. And Dustin, I didn't see it, but I heard him making fun of it. So he was like crushing, just making jokes where he's like, oh, man, he's like, that is not the guy I wanted to see stand up (laughs) during my my gun joke and was like, just crushing it um but like that happened his mic went out Mm. and after we were talking about and he was like oh no i was like nervous he's like you don't know why somebody's getting he's like i've never had that happen ever where somebody just gets up and walks up to the front of the stage and just like right does like a weird intimidation lap and then during my set uh a guy got kicked out because he was filming the show and apparently he had been asked twice to stop filming So it was not even his first offense, which I'm like, if you're filming my show, you should be kicked out. Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, sorry. If you're like, oh, I was just doing it for this or that. You should know you can't do that. They make an announcement at the beginning. Don't film my show. (laughs) So he was asked twice, very kindly, to stop filming. And then he wouldn't. So they finally kicked him out. And he was with, I guess, his sister is what security told me afterward, Mm. who, uh, was very very drunk and as he was getting kicked out he was quietly leaving 
she starts yelling about how he shouldn't get kicked out and he's getting kicked out because he won't wear his mask, but she's not wearing her mask either. And why is that any different? And other people aren't wearing it. Most people were wearing their mask, by the way. And I was like, maybe they're getting kicked out because they're a mask. It wasn't because of a mask thing at all. It was because he was filming. (laughs) She starts yelling about that. Then she starts going, it's because he has tattoos. And we're like, what? And then she's like, it's because he has tattoos. They're racist here. And I'm like, what? And afterward, I was like, those were like two white people, right? Like, it's like this white lady (laughs) yelling about like, you're racist against people with tattoos. Like, it was crazy. I'm like, her and her brother, it was so crazy to me. And I, I didn't know exactly what was happening. So I just had to watch her be escorted out yelling a million different things, none of which were the truth. Yeah, I don't think she knows what racism is. She didn't even go. She didn't even go. He was only taking a picture. Like she said nothing. She was like, he's not wearing a mask. It's because he has tattoos. Like, it's like, what are you even saying? So she gets kicked out. And I think security had him delete the video, which was good. But afterward, I didn't get the full story till afterward when I was like, what was that? And they were like, he was filming your show. And she was drunk coming in. Right. And we knew she'd be an issue. And uh, so, yeah, that was a very weird end to the first half of the tour (laughs) uh and yeah and then that night we got to the hotel and the hotel is one of those hotels where you can hear anything anyone else is doing and it's an it's not a bad hotel it's a nice hotel but i kid you not like i could hear people turning on the water and other like i could hear anytime somebody dropped like if you dropped a pen on the floor i could hear it to the point where i felt bad getting ready to leave for my show because I was like, I'm sure people can hear this shower. <laughs> it was so loud. You could hear people's like suitcases being rolled. Jeez. And I called down and I was like, is there like another room maybe? And they were like, no, we're all booked up. And Dustin was having the same problem. And Dustin goes, based on the fact that on the bedside table, there is a white noise machine, ear f- earplugs, and like one more thing that I forgot, right. I think it's probably an issue. <laughs> and I had kind of said that when I called down, I was like, is this just kind of a loud hotel? And he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I wish there was something I could do. <laughs> and then at 3 a.m., there is some sort of street fight outside of our hotel that I at like 3 a.m., some guy is just yelling expletives in the road and I can't see anybody. I don't know what's going on. It was, I think, closer to the front of the hotel, so I couldn't see it. But, like, I don't even know. Like, people were just yelling in the street, just fighting. And uh, so that kept us up for a little while. And so by the time I got to the end of that weekend, I was pretty ready (laughs) to be home. And then, you know, spent the next few days uh, dealing with some very difficult uh, family drama. And then also... Uh, finding out a lot of people I'd interact with got COVID. So I had to act like I had COVID for a few days. So you're just kind of like decompressing from a very high career high. Because I was also very stressed that week leading up to it. Because like Thursday night was essentially a dress rehearsal. We filmed Mm -hmm. both shows Friday night. But Thursday night, we did like full hair and makeup. We were taking photos for promo and everything. And... It, it like I wasn't where I wanted to be mentally in terms of, like I didn't feel like I was in the pocket performance wise and anything that felt off was just like oh my gosh it's a disaster sure 
So it was just a very like high stress <laughs> week that then turned into like sort of a like depressing stressful next week right you know when you're stressed but you're not depressed like there's like different types of stress there's stress coupled with depression and then there's like stress coupled with anxiety and at least with stress that's coupled with anxiety you have like the energy to deal with the stress but when you're stressed and depressed you don't have the energy to cope with the, the stressful nature of your circumstances. So you're just sort of buried under stress. But when you're stressed and depressed, you're just like buried under depression and you feel like you can't handle it and you can't like, like there's nothing you can do to get yourself out from under the stress. That's the thing. I can't, I can't see the light. I'm trying to look for the thing that'll be enough to pull me out of it yeah and you're right when you're stressed and just anxious it's like not just you are very stressed and very anxious yeah but there's like moments throughout the day where you're still happy you're still able to see the light at the end of the tunnel whenever i'm having like severe moments of like anxious feelings or you know panicky type feelings i know that that is like a brief moment of time but then it'll 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 go away yeah and then depression when I'm in that, I can't see the end because I have it yeah. for long periods of time mm -hmm. and I can't really find anything that'll pull me out of it. Yes. Um, I think 2021 was just trying to let you know, like, hey, we're going to have it be really bad right at the end. Maybe 2022 will be the... <laughs> oh, I didn't feel like that. I felt like it was just going like, oh, you thought... I mean, it's 2022. And we're still dealing with COVID. Absolutely. It's been, and that's what they told us, right? Like they were like, it, it's probably going to be like two years. It's probably going to be yeah. years before we get out of this. And we just didn't want to believe that. And I here know. we are. Um, not to make this a COVID podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's different types of anxiety too, which is crazy to think about. But there are different uh, types of anxiety that I prefer to others because some, some anxiety is so bad it uh makes it impossible for me to do anything it kind of like freezes you mm. where you're at and then other types of anxiety make you very motivated to to do something to change it yeah so yeah i think i'm i think i'm probably a, a little depressed right now um because i i feel a little stuck uh and it's just cold. It's really cold. It was in the 20s today. Ooh, and it's yeah. been, I feel bad complaining about that because it's been really warm in New York for this time of year. Yeah. Which is also stressful and bad because <laughs> climate change. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, it's been like in the 40s and 50s and you're like, oh, I can do this. And then today was in the 20s and I can do it. But needing to go anywhere in this weather is exhausting. Like, and, and I haven't been able to get on East Coast time because I've just been all over the place. I've been sleeping till like 12. Even like last night, I, I've been trying not to take the pill I take to sleep mm. typically because I don't like how it makes me feel throughout the day. And yeah. um, it just is very hard to wake up and it makes you sleep for a long time. Uh, so I haven't been taking that for the last few weeks. But then I took it last night because I had been going to bed so late on the East Coast, like four in the morning and then yeah. waking up at noon. And I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. We're going to go to sleep at like 1230. 
and then I'll get up at like, you know, nine and it'll be great. And I took the sleeping pill and some CBD and slept for like 11 and a half hours. Just just went to bed at 1230 and I woke (laughs) up at noon. And I'm like, what What can I do? And if you wake up at noon in New York and you're groggy for half an hour because you need to have caffeine to get out of bed, you have four hours of sunlight left. <laughs> and it's not good sunlight either. No. It is it's gray. shit sunlight. <laughs> it's barely sunlight. And you have four hours of it. So you better go soak up the sun while you still fucking can. So I'm taking like depression mist walks with my it's just it's so crazy and then you can't even get sun on your face because a it's not out and then the light that is out you have to cover your face with like a neck warmer because you're freezing right and you're gonna get a headache from the wind i'm wearing i'm wearing like a neck warmer like up to my eyes and then i have i i could i would cover up my eyes if i could i might get winter goggles yeah am i a baby no why are they always like you need more vitamin D. Where? I have to put on 13 layers. I take it. I take a supplement. Do yeah, you take a supplement? Uh, I got D3. Is that? I think that's it. Yeah. Right? D3? Yeah. Vitamin D3? Yeah. Well, you get in sunlight? No, it's gray here. Yeah. There is no sun. Yeah. I mean, it's there, but it's not here. No. <laughs> in theory, when they're like, it's daytime, I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> Who told us? Did they make an announcement? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seriously, though, like girl problems here. It sucks when there's not enough light. Cause I'm trying. I like to do my makeup in natural light. Oh yeah. Because I hate doing it under like beauty lights, and it's like, oh, it looks great. And then you go outside, and you're like, ah, you know. Yeah. So I like to do it in natural light, and there's just there is none. There is none. It's nine o'clock, and it's still dark. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen those um those sun sunset lamps? Is that what they're no. called? They're all over TikTok. Oh, That's like the boy. new trend. Is like I think it's called a sunset lamp. I could be wrong. Let me I look like it up. TikTok is worked into every single episode. TikTok is so important to me. <laughs> this this is actually great because we've gotten so many great emails since the podcast came out. I I'm serious, guys. Please email us. Sad in the city pod at gmail.com because these emails are making me feel so much better. I I don't care how it makes you feel. It it really is helping me. I read so many of these this week and it it was like, oh my God, I'm not by myself. It really, I hope it helps you too, but I'm really benefiting from it. Yeah. Uh, so here's one of them and there is something that relates to TikTok in it. So I am going to read it. <laughs> uh, Taylor and Brianna, as a 25 year old transplant in New York City, my best friend who is an avid fan of Taylor recommended your show Sad in the City. Thank you so much. While walking around today, I listened to all the episodes and have to say I deeply relate to a lot being discussed. I moved here a little over a year ago. I've worked in sports my whole career. My previous job had me on the road every weekend for six months during season. Wow. Making you like how I say, wow, like that's not my exact lifestyle. That's what you do. I'm like, that sounds hard. Making friends was always hard because of my lifestyle, but it is a whole new ball game here in Manhattan. I moved here for a new stationary sports job and quickly found out that office working New Yorkers do not like being friends outside of work. Oh, my first eight months on the job, I struggled with trying to reach out to my coworkers to grab a drink, etc. But I was constantly met with flaky responses and avoidance tactics. It was only later when I finally got an outsider to tell me that this was a cultural barrier 
that I was not seeing. What's up with that? Is this common? Is that common in New York City? I had that happen at my job I had before we started the business. Oh. It was a forensic accounting firm in like downtown Tribeca type area, like financial yeah. district. So it was very corporate. Mm. And I got along well with a handful of the women that worked there. But trying to get them to do anything afterwards is hard. Mm. You're dealing with people that were coming in from Long Island and Jersey. They're like, right. oh, no, I'm getting on the train. I have an hour and a half commute home. Then you're dealing with people with kids and, and responsibilities or other things that they're doing after this. Like if they did live in New York, they're like, oh, we got plans. It was so hard to get someone outside of work time that was my age that had <laughs> relatively yeah. the same. Ex- it's It was a challenge. That makes a lot of sense. And this sounds like... I mean, this sounds like a real job job. Like, this sounds like a career, mm-hmm. what Cora is talking about here. Because I know people who, like, worked as, like, interns for years yeah. in L.A. or New York or whatever. And interns will, like, all go out together. Yeah. But, like, once you have, like, your career, I don't know how much that happens. And I guess it probably varies, you know, job to job as well. And I know nothing about working in sports, Uh, but it makes total sense in the city with people commuting and stuff because everybody, even if you're going back to like Brooklyn or something. There is one woman I got along with so well, but she lived on like the far side of Queens Mm. and she was like, and she had a kid. And then eventually during the time we worked together, she had another kid. So she was just like, yeah, I'm not going into the city on a Saturday for us to go to Astoria and get some food like she's like it's not happening oh missed connections that's so sad (laughs) i know so sad when you click with someone who you're just like well i'll never see you i mean that's the case with so many of my best friends we're just all busy you know like everybody i'm best friends with is doing like big stuff everybody has like a life everyone has a of an important job or a whole family or like (laughs) is starting a family or is moving for a job like everybody's sort of scattered to the wind and even if you're an hour away like my best friend from childhood lives an hour from me when i'm back in california and we barely see each other because we're so busy and you go oh it's just an hour it's like that's two hours in the car or on the train or whatever it is is like a big deal when you're as busy as you are uh as as an adult uh, anyway, Cora goes on to say, I personally have had some success with Bumble BFF, but the biggest breakthrough I've had is No More Lonely Friends, a big free meetup that is organized monthly on social media by this girl named Marissa. I have gone to two events now and they have been really fun. I highly recommend. Might be a bit difficult for introverts. Subscribed and listening, Cora. Thank you so much. Okay, so why I brought this up. She said No More Lonely Friends didn't didn't register to me what that was. Then she said, organized by this girl, Marissa. And I was like, wait. <laughs> so did you ever see that viral TikTok video of that guy who said, if your name's Marissa and you live here or whatever, your friends are all hanging out without you and like uninvited you? I don't I don't know. Okay. You would know if you'd seen it. Probably. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't so, register. Yes. All right. So here's what happened. In May, a guy on TikTok called Drew uploaded a video. In it, he says, Marissa, I just walked by your friends and I need to tell you that the weekend you're away is not the only time that they could do their birthday party. They're choosing to do it the weekend you're away and you need to know. TikTok, help me find Marissa. 
It didn't take long for Drew's TikTok to reach Marissa and for her to suspect that she was the Marissa (laughs) in the video and the crappy friends who were conspiring to exclude her. Besties, I'm going to need some new friends, Marissa (gasps) said in a follow-up video. So I remember seeing this on TikTok. Oh, wow. And I was horrified because, you know, you see those videos on TikTok that's like, if your name is Kelsey and your husband is on a train going to Poughkeepsie at 4 p.m., he's he's swiping on Tinder. Like, you see those and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, if this happens to me, I'll kill myself. (laughs) But this was one I saw that was such a bummer. But then I saw her like a follow up video she did where she it was like her in the park with a bunch of people and how, you know, cool was she made all these friends. And oh, my God, it was so cool. And I didn't know she like turned it into like an official like meetup. Good for her. It's so cool. So this is this is an article uh, that I found abc.net.au whatever. It's an article. (laughs) And uh, it's it's a it's a hack article. Uh, I don't know. I googled it, and this is what I found. And uh, I guess they were the first friends she made when she moved to New York City during the pandemic. And so it really hurt her feelings. That that like how devastating is that? Yeah. Like you move to the city during the pandemic. These are the only friends you've made, and then publicly, somebody outs them as horrible friends who don't like you but it sounds really cool that she turned this into like a whole thing she says people messaged me and said hey you're not alone i'll be your friend hey i'm in new york i'm in ireland i'm in australia i'd love to be your friend even if just online marissa wanted to meet up with whoever she could in person so she organized a picnic at a park for (laughs) anyone who wanted to come hang out i was thinking maybe 20 people or so would show up and about 200 people showed up yeah After that first picnic, Marissa decided it wouldn't be the last time she hosted a meetup for strangers on the internet. That's how Marissa's No More Lonely Friends movement was born. Now with merch, its own social media following, and a schedule of picnics to be held around America and eventually the world. Um, excuse me, following? Yeah, immediately. crazy. Yeah, they have 50,000 followers. Oh. And yeah, there is... There is a shirt. It says no more lonely friends turning strangers into friends. And on the back, it says, if you're reading this, we should be friends. (laughs) And I guess it has a bunch of dates of people meeting up. Um, Excuse me. I want to go to one of these. Yeah, that is so sweet. Yeah, I think this is like, that's crazy. So I guess she just does this all over the place now because this one's in L.A. Uh, Oh, my God. I love this. Yeah. Oh, this is what I should have done. I started a (laughs) podcast. I could have been doing. No, meetups. you'll be here forever. I know. <laughs> this is so cool. I can't believe. Yeah, this, so here's cool. one in Miami. Wow. All right. This is really cool. So it looks like this is happening in parks like all over the place. This is like, God, this is everything this podcast is about, man. There are so many people who are sad in their cities. <laughs> This is so cool. Oh my god, I'm obsessed I'm obsessed with her. I can't even say the word. Yeah, we got obsessed. I'm like about to cry. This is so cool. Put all the links Raleigh. and everything to it so people can find yes, it. Yes, yeah. no more lonely friends. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I love that so much. Oh, I mean, if she lives here, I would should we try to get her on this podcast? I would love that. Yeah. I'll totally look yeah. into that. <laughs> 
Wow. That was... That's amazing. That was so good. What a way to turn like just such a bad experience into something... Like, that's the type of person I aspire to be. Like, somebody that can take something that was, like, really bad and be like, well, we'll turn it into something really good then. Yeah. It's like a yin and a yang. Like, for all the bad shit she got, she she is... How many people? Hundreds. I don't even know how long it's been going on. Probably maybe even thousands at this point of, like, friendships made. I don't think it's been that long. Oh, okay. I I feel like this happened, like, over the summer. Because I remember (sighs) seeing it. I could be wrong. But but I feel like... like, like, Yeah, in May. Yeah. It says in May. This is pretty Hasn't recently. Even been a year. I know. Dude, that's amazing. Wow. I'm obsessed with her. Get it, girl. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, yeah. I was really impressed with myself for starting a podcast. But I'm impressed with you. Thank you You're so welcome. much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been the nicest thing about this podcast is getting messages from people. I got a lot of messages on Instagram too from yeah. people who were like, I never message people like i never do this i've had no reason to but i really relate to this Mm. podcast and i'm dealing with exactly that and it's it's really really nice and helpful uh here was another one we got that i wanted to read um this is from grace uh hi taylor love the latest episode i'm 34 but in my 20s and 30s i moved from dc to denver then denver to new york then new york to north carolina (laughs) then north carolina to richmond virginia Denver, amazing. Happy people, nice nature, but you feel so far from everyone else. I was constantly flying back to the East Coast for weddings, graduations, etc. New York City, well, you know, I lived in Brooklyn and honestly, Denver was so easy to live in and people were so happy. New York City was way hard. DC, cute, historic, walkable with a transit system, but also full of wildly stressed out people who do not cope well. (laughs) Richmond, also cute historic i work from home and people ask if i'm in brooklyn because i have a great old apartment with civil war era brick live near parks the buses are great but it's definitely too close to the south (laughs) okay (laughs) okay but the point of my email i'm now almost 35 and after a lot of i could live here i now have to decide where i want to make a life and that's so hard After a pandemic breakup, I've been kind of drifting because intentionally planting yourself somewhere is really hard. How do you choose the right spot? How do you know where you might meet someone? Do I buy a house alone and settle myself into a life? Or will that make it so much harder to find someone? I don't know. (laughs) Also, my parents are gone, so I really don't know. Okay, sorry if this was ridiculously long. It was not. (laughs) Good luck living in New York City. It's going to be amazing. I loved all the little uh, reviews of all mm-hmm. these places. Yeah. I thought that was so cute. Great to hear from someone who's actually done it, you know? It not just really... to pass through in a day and be like, I love it here. It's like someone, they lived there. They lived yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I really, I wanted to read this one because I really related to the part where they said I could, I now have to decide where I want to make a life. And mm-hmm. that's so hard. I have been feeling that way lately. I don't know where I want to end up Mm -hmm. and I don't know how much time I want to spend in different places because like I really like New York City a lot. Um, I do think I can't live in New York City forever because it's just it's just so overstimulating that you're kind of like and I just don't I grew up in like a rural area like I'd like to get back to that at some point even if it means when i'm older or or something like that 
but you also can't plan that far ahead because global warming is going to kill us. So it's like, <laughs> you know, what, what are we doing here? What are you doing? Like, I, I really want to work on being more flexible, like not even for other people, just for myself. Like, I, yeah. I want to I wanna be the type of person who understands that things are outside of my control and things are going to change and that I'm going to be able to handle those changes. I don't feel like I am yet, but I'm working on it. But in the same way that when I was graduating high school, when we were all applying for college in high school, I felt like all of my friends had a dream school and I did not have that. And I just applied to a few schools that I was like, okay, I mean, my friends are going here. I should probably go over here. These are all in California. I don't really want to leave California. But I didn't have like this, like, I got to go to UCLA or I'll die. Like, I had friends who were like, I've always wanted to go to this school. I've always wanted to go to this type of school. And I didn't have that. And it made me feel really isolated. And it made me feel kind of like dumb because I was like, I got good grades. Like, why don't I have some dream school? And I ended up having a very splintered college experience. I think I've talked about this already. Yeah. Where I went away to college and then didn't like it. And had this idea of like how much I was going to like college and I didn't like it. And then I went to community college and loved community college, weirdly. And then transferred to a different school that I liked. But it, it just turned out that commuting was what I liked. <laughs> but I probably would have liked going away to a, a different school that was right for me. But I just happened to go away to a school that wasn't right for me. And what I ended up being happiest doing was commuting to school and working through college. And then eventually doing stand-up. And some of my friends in the past have felt similarly when, when we talk about like career stuff, because they're like, well, you know what you want to do. You, you know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I'm so jealous of that because I don't know and I don't feel that way. And I do feel lucky in that sense with stand up where I'm like, well, I know I want to work in stand up forever. I remember my one of my parents said that to me, um, I think when I was in college. No, it was probably my early 20s because I was on the road. And they were like, well, you're not going to do this forever. You're not going to be on the road forever. And I was like, no, I think I'm, I think this is what I want to do. And I still feel that way. I do think at a certain point, you're probably going to get to an age where your body doesn't want to be on the road every <laughs> single weekend. So I don't know. But for the time being, I don't have any plans to not be doing stand up. But I don't have that clarity with where I want to live right now i don't have this like well he, it's here this is where i want to end up this is it over here and i'm really jealous of people who do have that um but i do think it's kind of rare that people feel that way especially in your 20s and 30s i don't feel like that's a super common person i guess like i'd love to hear from people who did feel that way if you are somebody who has lived somewhere your whole life or you ended up somewhere that you're like, this is it for me forever, email us because I'd like to hear how you came to that or if you've just always felt that way or, or what. Because sometimes I, I let myself feel isolated by certain things I'm going through internally. And it's only when I talk to other people that I realize it's not really that. Like your feelings are not that special, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like, oh, a lot of people feel lonely or like a lot of people feel unsure or uncertain and it's what happened with quarter life crisis a lot of the jokes i did in quarter life crisis are about like not knowing what you want to do and not knowing who you are 
and doing those jokes on the road and finding out other people felt that way was really helpful for me um so i guess this is just a long-winded way of saying that uh i'm very lost right now <laughs> and i know other people are and i want you to tell me how lost you feel um <laughs> uh, because yeah i just i just want to have that feeling down in my bones like i do with stand-up which is just like well this is what i want over here and i will make whatever choices i need to make to be there and i think previously all of my siblings being in the same place grounded me for a long time mm -hmm. and now my siblings are kind of having their own lives and, and ending up in different places and so i don't really have this like dream home base because the only home base i've ever really felt was with certain members of my family mm -hmm. and once everybody starts changing their living situations you sort of lose that and you have to create your own so i don't know i mean that's what this podcast is about right it's about figuring out where you want to end up and maybe maybe it is new york maybe it's not new york maybe it's fuck it maybe i end up in raleigh north carolina no definitely not <laughs> i was gonna say denver i like denver but i don't know i really don't i and i don't have the type of job where it's like well once i get my dream job i'll move there right because some people do that we got another one let's read this other one okay so this one is from katie b hi taylor and brianna i'm a huge podcast listener but i've never had the confidence or relevance to actually write in you're Aww. very relevant katie <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your adventures and stories. I wanted to write in about some big moves that I've made in the last year and a half. Some were incredible and very main character life-changing, <laughs> and some were less than ideal. Since June 2020, I've moved four and a half times. Oh my gosh. Boise to the New York Finger Lakes to Syracuse to Louisville to Cincinnati back to Louisville. One was for an incredible, although short, contract gig. One was on a whim, one was for my literal dream job, and the last one was because the dream wasn't all that I thought it would be. Is this the inside cover of a book club book? Because I have to know more. That, wow, that was so good. Okay. I had never been to Kentucky in my life and didn't know a single soul or have any reason to move here. I was fortunate enough to move into the cutest little condo building with the greatest neighbors when I came to Louisville which made the community building process a lot easier. So it sounds like you just moved to Kentucky. Just that was the one on a whim, just moved there. Wow, okay. <laughs> I was devastated, in all caps, devastated to leave when I got that dream job and had to uproot to Cincinnati, but it was literally all I had ever wanted to do since I was like 10 years old. So worth it. It was not worth it, in all caps again. <laughs> I absolutely hated Cincinnati. It was such a stark contrast from the great moves I had already made that year, and I never got the warm fuzzies from that the, from the city that I knew was that I was capable of experiencing. This is like when you fall in love and it's like amazing, and then you break up and then you fall in love again, and you're like, this isn't the same level though. These yeah. aren't the same warm fuzzies that I was chasing. <laughs> Even the supposed dream job wasn't everything I thought it would be. No matter how much I loved my boss, coworkers, company, they really were wonderful. It just didn't feel right. So I left. I heard back from a job I had applied to long before this. I thought they ghosted me. And I realized that my dreams have just changed since I was 10. It's still hard not to feel like a complete sellout for walking away from that job, but I really was just so stinking miserable. I packed up my things and moved right back to Louisville. 
Though I'm not in love with Louisville yet and it still doesn't feel like home, I knew that it made me happy and that I wasn't done experiencing it. I definitely still have to do a few more main character discovery moments here, but I'm looking forward to that journey. I'm so sorry for the length of this email. Stop apologizing, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. I saw your late night Cleveland show and was cry laughing the entire time. Oh, Aww. that's so nice. Thank you for creating that experience and giving words to the thoughts and feelings us 20-somethings are having but don't know how to express. Good luck tackling the new- <laughs> Good luck tackling New York. I hope that you're able to grow to love it a little more with every new exploration. P.S. Your Rock and Roll Hall of Fame jacket looked super cool. Thank you. <laughs> really needed it. Told you. <laughs> Man, that's what I'm saying. People, I think a lot of people move for their jobs and a lot of people find out their dream jobs are not their dream jobs. And a lot of people move for relationships and they find out their relationship is not their dream relationship. And a lot of people move because they think it's their dream city and it's not their dream city. So be kind to yourself, be patient, and know that it's going to happen over and over throughout your life. You're not going to end up where you think you're going to end up. And know that I am very much in the thick of it with you. <laughs> so we will figure this out together, guys. <laughs> uh, I will say I have not really been to Brooklyn except for like shows a few times. And we did go to Brooklyn last weekend for like the day and just walked around. Mm -hmm. And I know we were only in like a couple parts of Brooklyn. <laughs> And I was kind of hoping that I would go to Brooklyn and be like, oh, this is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'll go and it'll be quieter and it'll feel more like, oh, I can live here. It's fine. And I didn't really get that. I think I honestly prefer the city to Brooklyn. Is that the right way to say it? Same. Uh, I've heard Manhattan. Yeah, you have to say Manhattan, not the city. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I say the city all the time. Hat. I'm pandering <laughs> enough. She's like, I'm trying. I think I prefer Manhattan to Brooklyn. But I also didn't go to a lot of Brooklyn. Brooklyn was so hip, too. Like, everybody there, you're just like, <sighs> you, you don't know what thrifting is. Like, thrifting is supposed to be 95 cents for a shirt. <laughs> That's what thrifting's supposed to be. Like, everyone just looks so cool. And like, like everybody there just looked like their mom let them cut their own hair <laughs> as kids. You know what I mean? Like they had haircuts that didn't just look good. They looked like interesting and cool and unique and special. <laughs> like they had been working on it for years, you know, like people had bangs, but they were at like a length that they perfected between the ages of 10 and 14. You know, they weren't like basic bangs. They were like, these are my bangs. Like. I just, I just didn't feel cool enough walking around. I liked like there was a lot of like vintage sort, which I really liked that. Yeah. So I think Brooklyn was cool, but I didn't feel at home there. And I think I was a little upset about that mm -hmm. because I think there's part of me that's like, maybe if I look at all the different parts of New York, right. I'll find a place. Because you hear that from people who are like, the first year I lived here, it was really hard for me. And then I moved to Astoria mm -hmm. and I figured out that's where I'm most comfortable. And I just have to leave the city on the weekends. Like everyone has to figure out where their little corner is. And I'm a little impatient to do that, I guess. But maybe I'll see all these other boroughs and then be like, oh, no, Manhattan's it. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. I don't know. I also like I went to Central Park this weekend because usually that helps. And like it was so crowded. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I found like a like I found like one area where there wasn't a lot of people. And then somebody was like 
being loud there was like these like teenagers being really loud and i was like guys i'm clearly like reading (laughs) on this rock sitting in a literal puddle because i'm sad this is not where you should be making a tiktok near me okay and then you just get scared because then you see someone with like a nice camera and you're like i'm gonna end up on a on an instagram page called like bummers in new york like you know what i mean you just feel like there are photographers everywhere being like look it's just on the street fashion but not you're not gonna get that it's gonna be a thing where it's like the human condition <laughs> in new york and it's just you looking like haggard and sad like that episode of sex in the city yes. remember that where they were like this is about 30 somethings and then it's just her smoking so bad <laughs> so i remember in the episode of sam he said you know you'll feel it like once people start coming back like the energy of what it was before kind of mm-hmm. COVID and like what is it because right now it feels weird and different but like man you're saying some things some true new yorkers say you're pissed about people being around you yeah (laughs) if new yorkers were really pissed about people being around them you'd move this is not the place you know where people aren't around you in california in your car there's no logic here there's just say things so many people i'm so annoyed then move then leave Uh, also people people have been commenting about um your fashion because you were you were wearing the same thing no the standard nyc is most of your outfit is black well yeah like at least 90 percent. well i'm sweating (laughs) is what it is also i mean i i bought like warm clothes and they're all like black i was like oh once it gets cold i'll wear different colors (laughs) no i won't there's never a time where you can look attractive here. You just have to wear layer upon layer. I hate it. What What is this New York fashion bullshit? It is like random. It'll be one beautiful 68, 70 degree day. And it's like perfect because you can walk around. But then you have allergies. <laughs> I, I got these boots. I had to get boots for like wet weather and I had to get them big. So you can't even wear them when it gets warm again because they're too big. <laughs> you can only wear them with massive socks that were made for like, I don't know, pioneer people <laughs> living in a cabin in the snow. Yeah. Look at these socks. And like, if I wear two of these socks, it's too bulky for these boots. But if I wear only one pair, then it's too loose. So I have to wear like ankle socks and then these big socks and then that's like just right. And it's just, and then you find an outfit that works. So you just wear that every day for three months because it was so hard to find this one. (laughs) It's exhausting. It's so exhausting. And it's why it's hard. Like people are like, oh, you can go do spots in New York. It's like in the winter, I'm wearing 40 layers. (laughs) Where am I going to put all this? Like, so I have to like stash my coat and a sweatshirt somewhere and then go up in like like long johns and like sweat like jeans and like two i'm wearing two long sleeve heat tech shirts right now and then i have to get on stage under lights <sighs> i feel really whiny today i'm so sorry you guys have to listen to that. but like i think if you move to a city that's not your home and it's hard for you particularly new york but a lot of places <laughs> you probably have felt like this some of you're giving me uh you're giving me a break hopefully but like this yeah. is just one of those weeks where I'm just like, man, I just, you just want to like sit down on the curb and cry. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm, I, I got nothing. Like, 
I dressed very warm today because it's in the 20s and like there are blocks where there's not that much wind and then I'm sweating Mm -hmm. and then you turn the corner and the wind hits you so hard you're like I'm not wearing enough clothes. (laughs) So life here will not allow you to like have a balance. You can't there's no there's no balance here. That makes me feel better and worse. Yeah I mean you know that a lot of people feel that way so that's nice that you know you're not alone. But it doesn't actually help you when you're freezing one second and sweating the next or when you feel lonely or you feel like you're, you know, part of a huge crowd. and You just want to be alone like it's It's like polar opposites. It's the highs and lows. It's the it's like that here. And I I can't do it full time like I am. But I I mean, I can't do it forever. I've been I'm 34 and Matt and I had to have that talk this weekend of like what happens when our lease is set to renew. Really? Because this is where our business is. Like yeah. it's a it's a brick and mortar. Like there's a place that has to be maintained. But I would love to set up something in LA. And I know mm-hmm. I've mentioned that to you before, but it's like seriously, a lot of people do either coast. They're either yeah. New York or LA. A lot of the people that we work with. So I was like, I guess we could do sunny California for a couple of years. But even that. I don't know if that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. I I have no idea of where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I I hope that it's not sad and depressing that at 34 or 35 or your mid 30s, like you feel like you should have it figured out because there's just going to be a handful, a lot of people that don't have it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So what you were saying earlier is like, be patient, like give yourself some grace and trying to figure out well, if I'm here, why don't I just be here for the moment yeah. and for what it is? Because I don't, I don't know. I'm stressed. I'm beyond stressed. Like I'm that planner. I am type yeah. A. I like to know what is coming up just in my day, let alone in my life. And I, I don't have it. I know. I have a really hard time being present. It's really hard for me. I'm, I'm constantly uh, terrified that something bad is going to happen. And mm-hmm. I'm constantly terrified that I'm not going to be prepared for the next thing. And it just makes you miserable. It just makes you miserable all the time. And I want to be one of these free fucking spirits <laughs> who's just like, this is what I'm doing now. And then one day I'll wake up and I'll stretch and I'll be like, mm, I'm going over here. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't operate like that. And it's, it hasn't helped me though. It hasn't helped me living like this with just everything in my body clenched. It is not. I don't know. But then the times in my life I felt that I was present, that didn't work out either. Like nothing. I don't know. I don't even know what working out is. I'm doing great. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And I think some of this is just also just mental health stuff where you're like, I think if you suffer from mental health issues and you have anxiety and depression or or whatever else, um, that you just, you hit walls sometimes where you're like, am I just going to be like this forever? And yeah. there's nothing I can do about it. And there's, and the the answer is, it's going to be constant reevaluating where mm-hmm. you are, which is all life is. But especially when you um, are trying to troubleshoot your mental health, uh, whatever your particular uh, struggles might be with that. I know for me personally, it has been a bitch because you find something that works for you, um, whether it be a schedule or a lifestyle or a combination of medications Mm -hmm. and it is not going to stay 
that way forever. It's not going to fix it forever. You're going to constantly be adjusting and readjusting. And uh, I've certainly hit that wall uh, a few times during COVID where I go like, I get upset with myself for getting worked up over things because I think we're all going to die. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. But then I also get upset with myself for not getting worked up over things because I'm like, well, you have to handle this. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that balance is of like being present, but also taking care of yourself. So you aren't just like screwing yourself in the future. Right. But that's a very difficult balance. Yeah. I I think about that all the time because I have a partner who's very, he's just okay. He's like wherever I am and whatever is happening, like not highs and lows like me. Like I'm all over the fucking place. That's so nice. For him. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I love love that for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes me feel quote unquote crazy sometimes when I'm like, I'm having a very severe reaction to something. Yeah. The other person is just like, well, that is what it is. And I'm like, but it shouldn't be this way. Yeah. But also, like, I've I've dated I've dated someone like that and I felt the same way where I was like, You're just okay. <laughs> but it is also like grounding, I think, if you are someone with highs and lows like me. Um, because dating someone similarly emotional. Sometimes it's helpful because you both feel like, this is stupid. But then other times you're like, I need one of us to calm down (laughs) so that we can get past this. So we can get past this one inconvenience. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But yeah, dating someone where you're like, where you're like, you're just fine all the time. And they're like, yeah, we'll deal with it when it happens. You're like, excuse me? Like, it does feel very personal. (laughs) Well, and I feel bad for wanting things when i'm with somebody who's very content content yeah it makes me feel bad for wanting to have a bigger apartment or a newer apartment or wanting to have more vacations or more days like it makes me feel bad knowing that someone who's in my most exact situation that could be someone that works the same job that i do does the same life as i do is like yeah it's all right you know it's not like happy all the time it's not that it's more just i feel like i'm always saying it i'm always pointing out the things that i'm not necessarily happy with yeah um and i wish i was a little less like that and a little more able to be like okay so this is my situation right now yeah but i'm working on changing it but i don't see it i just see me being like stupid old wood floor i hate it right (laughs) right right (laughs) i wish it was a new wood floor (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like such, we both have homework. Such a brat. Such a brat thing to both think. Have personality homework. That's what oh. this podcast is going to be. Personality homework. That's actually, <laughs> we should have named it that. It's not a bad title, personality homework. But yeah, I mean, we could go on and on forever, but we have so many more emails that I can't wait to talk about. And yep. again, please email us, sadinthecitypod at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys. Um, thank you for listening so far. If you like the podcast, please rate and review and subscribe because all of that matters, um, unfortunately. <laughs> and it means a lot to me and it means a lot to Brianna. And uh, as you've heard on this podcast episode, we really need a win right now, okay? Because I'm cold and Brianna needs floors that are newer. <laughs> 
Oh my God. We I are. just had the most sobering moment of my entire <laughs> life. I was like, all right, you're you're fine. Oh, no, yeah, same. I'm good. I'm like, it's chilly. <laughs> Where do I want to be? Um, look, we're self-aware. Yes. That's what's important. <laughs> No, we uh we love you guys. We've been texting each other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, emails and messages and screenshots and all kinds of stuff, and we're having a lot of fun. So thank you guys so much, uh, and we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.